Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico. And he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. Yes, green light on podcasting time again as we take a look at the Meadows for Saturday night Greyhound Racing. The maturity's about to warm up. There is talking footy happening at the Meadows Saturday night. So a big, big night and a man to chat everything about this big, big night at the Meadows from the Meadows is uh, Mr. Meadows himself, Corey Smith. Smithy, hello, mate. Are you getting paid by Meadows reference, oh. are you, for this podcast, mate? Because you were just ripping those those off. But uh, it's good to be with you. Obviously not in person this week, which is unfortunate. But uh, it's going to be a fun week. And I'm excited for tomorrow night, not just because the racing's pretty good and hopping up uh, at this time of year, but because talking footy's on. We've got mm. the five AFL players coming along, so it'll be a nice and fun night at the Meadows. And tickets would be selling out fast, I'd imagine, Corey. <laughs> Uh, we've still got some left for uh, if they come and ask nicely. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, last night, you were on SEN track. I uh, had a little chat to you on there. Are you still repping the Hillfigure clothes a day later? Because you looked pretty sharp last night. <laughs> no, I just got the, uh, the T-shirt and trackies on, actually. A bit of a casual Fridays, just trying to keep warm. Run of the week. All right, well, I'm not going to muck around. This is a dual segment, a talking point and a run of the week. I want to have a listen back to Nature Strip, who won uh, the Greyhound Nature Strip last Saturday night. Here it is, scoring uh, in race one last Saturday. Nature Strip, famous name. Racing and Nature Strip away beautifully from the middle of the line. He's going to cross and lead and go four lengths clear with a lap to go from Scott Adversity and Yen Yeah the boy. They're followed by me and Archie holding the rail clear to Blue Kabang. A fair way off them now, Jalpa Bale with Pipeline Icon and last Aston Costello, but Nature Strip with the world-famous racing name kicked away seven lengths in front to Scott Adversity and then me and Archie, they string right out from Yeah the Boy. This is the real Nature Strip. Look at this one go. The Greyhound version's going to bolt in. Nature Strip won it by seven, beating Scott Adversity. All right, as a caller, a little bit of tongue-in-cheek, tongue-in-cheek, Smithy. I said the real, this is the real Nature Strip. Uh, Obviously, uh, there's a little bit of a joke and it was a bit of a a laugh, uh, but also I was saying in the sense that He's he sort of shown what he could do in his, his short career to date, and I feel like he really put it together. So I was more referring to the fact this is the real Greyhound nature strip, like this is what he can do, and uh, and also a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek jab at the great horse who is uh, probably the world's best sprinter, or at least was 12 months ago in the Gallops game. Yeah, I didn't mind that from you, Jim. I thought you might have copped a little bit of, uh, of flack for it, but it's always a good bit of fun, and it's a nice little... Uh, I mean, if you're going to name the Greyhound after a horse of his calibre, you've got to expect little things like that. And the Greyhound version certainly has plenty of talent. Tell you what, 1768 down the back, that's group class. That That is nearly comparable to what Nature Strip, the galloper, I think would have been doing at a similar point in his career. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't mind the comparison. As you said, 1768 group class. That's uh, that's what you want your greyhounds to be running. And if he can put the rest of his race together, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with, much like the horse. My talking point uh, for this is naming of greyhounds or naming of gallopers that are the same as as a star in in another code. Like this one's obvious. Nature Strip named after the 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 star race horse. You've then got for me Scalacci, a greyhound who's going around named after one of the best sprint. Uh, of, uh, what I'd say, 20, 25 years ago now. And, and I spoke to uh, Jai Hadtalji just recently, and he said, I've always wanted to call a Greyhound Scalacci after 
the great horse. So uh, can you think of any off the top of your head, Smithy? It was a bit of a talking point. If anyone's tuning in, uh, they can let us know, obviously, uh, down below on Spotify. I'll put down the question. Uh, do you know any good uh, names that are hopefully replicating another superstar of another sport? Well, it would have been nice to prepare for this, but as always, you've thrown me under the bus. But I think Scalacci, the greyhound's mother, is named Flying Hariba yes. and uh, wanted to name it Hariba, which is obviously a great horse as well. But I can't think of any others off the top of my head. G'day, Jim. Ready to go, mate. We'll get stuck into it. Yeah, too easy. Saturday's preview. So in today's episode of uh, Green Lion Podcast, uh, I've got Corey Smith with me. <laughs> Goffy, how are you, my friend? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> For those who are wondering what is going on, that was uh, the lure driver uh, from the Hillsville Greyhound Racing Club, Lockley Goff, who decided to... Uh, to prank call Corey Smith back and pretend to be me when the line dropped halfway through our record. So, yeah, he kept uh, Smithy on his toes. I tell you what, he's pretty switched on our man too. He, uh, he didn't blink. He knew exactly who it was straight away. And uh, maybe we leave that in there. Maybe we don't. I'm not too sure. But uh, here we go, Smithy. Saturday's preview. Getting a bit serious now. Saturday night's preview. Uh, we love to play a few games on the podcast. Let's find some winners now, starting with race number one. I'm going to let you uh, take the first ball at the crease here, Smith Dog. Who wins the first? Uh, I think Judge would be my on-top selection from box number one, has the perfect map. But I think from a punting perspective, I think Mapunga Luna is a little bit over the odds. So that's the way that I'll be playing the four. I was a bit disappointed with her at uh, Geelong last time, Mapunga Luna. So I'm going to be with Judge in the first race. Number two, uh, I like zipping Faye. I know a mate of ours, Mitchie Abay, is pretty bullish on this dog. And early days went 27.09 at Horsham. So if she can bring that form to town, uh, I think she might be able to go to that next level. And she's drawn better closer to the rails, I think. Uh, I'm with Lottie Intention. I think on her stand-down form, her last two runs, she can be leading this lot up. And if she leads this lot up, she's going to be hard to go past. So box number six, Lottie Intention for me. Hot favourite should win race number three. Looks pretty smart. Three starts, three wins. And I reckon last start was the most impressive, coming from behind, doing it the hard way. Oh, I couldn't have said it better myself, mate. It's going to be really hard to beat. What about uh, race four? I'm with Untapped. I reckon this might be the right race for her to bounce to the front, control the race and be hard to beat. Stella Girl's a bit of a threat. She'll storm home late. Yeah, I obviously think this is the easiest race that we've seen untapped in for a while. She's kind of just been in those high-level races, and that's about it for the last probably 6 to 12 months. She's a Group 1 winner. She's been well-placed by Dustin Drew. She uses a little bit of the track, so Box 4 is no issue. I think she wins. What about Race 5, Divine Nature for Matty Lanigan? He's kennel of flying. Do you see that dog on Wednesday? Can you exceed, I think it was? Certainly did. I think that'll be heading towards the maturity. Can you ex- can you exceed? And uh, I think it'll give it a good shake off that run. Twenty nine sixty nine. I think it went. But Divine Nature is another big talent who uh, might be heading the same way. I'm not sure, but uh, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be tough to beat from box number two. Yeah, I don't mind never any doubt in the race as well. Uh, his win last start at Bendigo was huge, and there's always been big promise, but uh, I'll go with Divine Nature. Race six, uh, favoured in the watchdog form guide is Osprey Athena. She's drawn okay out wide. Whitley Bale uh, stepped up really well last time, uh, getting up to the uh, the 600 metres, and, and probably surprised me a bit how uh, just how well she stayed it out. And then Tan and Black's another one that I've been waiting to get back to 600 metres and or get up to 600 metres, and, and Minter Frost, who I thought was unlikely lucky last week posted wide so I don't really want to tip one in this one Corey uh, I'm with Whitley Bale we saw two of her little mates last night in the McKenna Memorial 
uh, Alan D by Sammy Allen. On a, obviously beat trending Zara last night, who came out and went, won last night as well. So Whitley Bale for me over 600, I think, uh, will go very, very close to winning. I reckon Crystal Bale will definitely lead when the lid's open in race seven. She's a rocket beginner. Um, and I reckon she's got enough speed to cross and lead here, and that might be enough to see her pretty hard to catch from the top. So I'm with four Crystal Bale. If I had a first slip market on this, I'd take mm. Crystal Bale all the way down to about a dollar oh four, I think. Yeah. So I'm with Crystal Bale as well. Uh, she's not strong, but there's no superstars that'll be chasing her down. So if she can kind of highball out in front and run a thirty and ten somewhere around the mark, she's going to be hard to go fast. Race eight, free for all. Kelsey Bale's going to be a short price favourite. She she probably is a risk, but I think she just loves the Meadows, and we saw that in that placing behind uh, Amron Boy not too long ago. Like to chase him down and, and make ground on Amron Boy is enormous. Uh, she had no luck last time in Queensland. I'm willing to forgive. Not sure I'll be backing her, though, because I think the price will be unders. But it's a race that doesn't have breathtaking speed drawn down to the inside. So she should be able to position and she should be able to win. Yeah, I'm with you. She just loves the Meadows. 12 starts for six wins and six placings. It's uh, hard to go past when she's such a rocket in box one. As you said, she's probably a little bit of a risk from a punting perspective, but she's one of the best dogs in the land and she should be winning this free-for-all. Talk about uh, interesting names. We spoke about Scalacci and uh, Nature Strip. What about uh, Gary No-Nuts in the next race? Tell me a little bit more about him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he, he's one of my favourites Gary Stun on But uh, I don't think He'll be winning this one though I like Tangela Bale From box number two uh, Probably break the 5-10 mark To the first split And uh, lead all the way Can you elaborate On the name Gary Stun on uh, Just for those Who are wondering Why I'm calling him Gary No Nuts So He's uh, He's got no plums So he's that's no why plums. he's He's got no plums, so that's why he's uh, Gary Stunon, which is obviously no nuts backwards. Yeah, I love the naming. Uh, I'm with Tangela Vale anyway, number two in this one. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I didn't realise that until last night when you said it on SEN track. So there you go. <laughs> uh, you learn something every day. Race number 10. Uh, I'm probably going to go with Scott Adversity. I thought the run behind Nature Strip was good, and there's no Nature Strip in this. Uh, Zyloid Bale from the inside for me. It's probably not a race that I'm super keen on, though. Race 11, Yabby's Yiros will hit the line uh, pretty strongly, I think. But um, I'm with Sister Sticker here, number two. I reckon the run last start was enormous, made really, really good ground. And I, I'm tempted to make this my best bet of the night at an each-way price. I think we'll storm home at the end. Small field will suit. Uh, I'm with the two, Sister Sticker. Uh, my query with Sister Sticker is all of her wins have kind of come from outside boxes, bar one box, one win. I think Hasco Bale will lead and cross to the rail, and Gabby Zieros will get the perfect card across. So I'm with the seven. I just hope Early Boy kicks up and holds the lead, and then that might make the race for Sister Sticker. The other one that I really did like was Rocky Roll in the last race, 12, number seven. I think the Red will lead Roxy Uzo, but just is not running out 500. So either Rocky Roll is close, I think Rocky Roll can get the job done. Yeah, I think Rocky Roll will be winning, and uh, I think Roxy Uzo will be placing, as you just touched on there. Uh, six wins, what is that, 34 placings from 95 starts, and I think it'll be doing that again. So maybe have a same-race multi or something of the likes with Rocky Roll to win and Roxy Uzo to place. Hunters, hunting club. All right, mate, let's, uh, let's rip into the punters' punning club. It hasn't been our cleanest episode, I'm going to be honest. It's been a bit uh, bit up and down, but uh, we'll soldier on with the punters' punning club. I'm going to go 10 bucks each way, race 11, number two, Sister Sticker. 15 each way, race 12, number seven, Rocky Roll. So I'll wait to the end of the night and hopefully take home the cash, but chances are you're going to lose. Gamblers help 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Smith Dog, over to you, mate, for the PPC. Uh, I'm going to have 25, the win on untapped, race four, number four. I'm yeah. going to have 
15 the win on race seven, number four, Crystal Bale. And I'm going to have $10 the win on race two, number six, Lottie Intention. So if one of those win, I'll get my money back. If two of those win, I'll be laughing. And if three of those win, I hope I get a firm handshake from you in congratulations. <laughs> I won't be handshaking you, mate, after making me put three <laughs> dogs into the spreadsheet. Good on you, Smithy. Have a good week. So easy, Jim. Talk soon. Inside Info. Well, a little bit of a different Inside Info segment. We're looking and about to chat to a social media juggernaut when it comes to Greyhound Racing, the one-stop <laughs> shop for everything Greyhound Racing in Australia, probably the world. Uh, she's an influencer. Hello, Dimity Ma. <laughs> Jeez, you've just given me such a big rap there. The pressure's on now. <laughs> <laughs> That's 100% right. But I was just scrolling through a, a bit of your uh, Greyhound Girl Facebook. For those who don't know, I don't know where you've been living if you haven't heard of the Greyhound Girl. But 13,000 followers now. It's uh, it's growing at the rate of knots. You must be proud. Oh, super proud. Like, you know, I was talking to a girlfriend about it and she said, oh, what was your initial aim with it? And I said, oh, look, I was hoping for a couple of thousand. You know, my aim was to sort of, you know, help you know, promotes like the smaller kennels, the people getting their first winners, stud dogs coming onto the market and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, it's just grown into such a, you know, a huge thing. And to have people send me stuff and say, you know, can you post this for me or can you share this? It was my first winner. It, Yeah, it's a lot of work, but it's so nice that people, you know, want me to share their stuff firsthand. Like, yeah, that gives me a massive thrill. It's it's a lot of work. I'm I'm having a look through, and you're covering just about everywhere in Australia. Those trainers, uh, like Chrissy Sinclair, I think it was, who hadn't had a winner for four or five years, and you did a post for them. It's 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 marvelous. It's it is literally a one stop shop for everything greyhound racing. But you must spend a lot of time just keeping an eye on everything that's going on across the great sport of greyhound racing. Oh, I'm a phone addict. I've got my phone. Per- I think it, Dad, Dad said you need to um, take the glue off your, your hand to get that phone out of your hand. Like, I'm always on it. But, you know, it, it just gives me so much joy. Like, I honestly thought winning a race was the happiest I'd ever been in the sport. But seeing other people win, being able to run over, take their photo, take a video and post that on my page, that gives me so much more satisfaction now. it's um I finally sort of feel like I've found my purpose in the sport. And, yeah, it's great that I've got so much people who support me as well. I think everybody's grateful for, for what you're doing, Dim, uh, with uh, the social media pages as well. Just just as I say, a one-stop shop to, to keep an eye on everything Greyhound Racing. And I think it's something that uh, that people really enjoy being a part of. So congrats on that. Uh, I just want to chat a little bit quickly about uh, something we spoke of earlier on this edition of the podcast, and that is uh, Greyhounds named after sporting stars. Now, you were gutsy enough a few years back to name a Greyhound. Uh, tell me a little bit more about that. Uh, we've heard of Scalacci Nature Strip, but you took a punt on a pretty good tennis player and it worked out fairly well. Yeah, so Nadal, like I've loved him since about 2004, since I first started following him. And we had a pretty handy dog come along. He had a Roman nose, so he didn't really look anything like the tennis player. But I said to Dad, oh, look, you know, what have we got to lose? Like, you know, we think he's going to be okay. And But you're right, It, you know, like we were saying before, naming dogs like, wow, she's fast and, and you know, things like that. Obviously, you, you know, it puts a pretty big uh, pretty big expectation on the dog, but once he sort of come out and run 29.85 at Wentworth Park, I said, 
too. I um I, <laughs> I think I was more relieved than anything else. But look, it's great. Like I love it. I think um Zipping Smudge is one I've been following sort of uh, around the tracks, and he's um he's unbeaten for Jace Magri, and obviously he's named after the great Steve Smith, who's my favourite uh, cricketer. And yeah, no, there's plenty of um good ones getting around. Um, you know that are they're handy dogs too. So there must be some sort of theory behind it. Yeah, for sure. I reckon it's uh, if you name them fast, they have to be fast. So as a punter, if you see one <laughs> first starter, they normally go. Okay, but uh, Dim, I, I want to pick your brain a little bit, uh, in particular maybe about greyhounds that you've either spoke to, to people about or that you're aware of that, that could be potential stars moving forward that might come down our way, Melbourne Town, and maybe have a crack at a race like the Melbourne Cup. Do you think there's any, you mentioned Zipping Smudge, who's, who started his career really well. Is there anything that's standing out uh, that you've either noticed or somebody that you've spoken to has mentioned as a as a bit of a star moving forward that might come and dominate here in Melbourne Town over the Spring Carnival? Oh, look, I think um, John and Minnie Finn have got probably plenty that are just starting to, you know, come through the greys and hit their straps. I think, you know, probably the most obvious one is Zipping Remus, who's in box yeah. one tomorrow night in the Vic Peters. I mean, 29.45, still very young and, you know, lots to learn. I can't see why he couldn't come down and, you know, give that sort of um, – sort of a race to shake but um yeah i i wouldn't expect them not to um not to come down and have something handy at that right time um you know uh, marie and jack smith obviously who just took out the the group one queensland cup um you know with palawa king they've got a couple of really nice ones coming through at the moment as well so you know it would be nice to see new south wales have a bit of luck down there because we don't obviously you know feature very well in uh, the Melbourne Cup races, but yeah, I, I'm hoping this year we've got, um, you know, we've got a few handy ones that can come down there. But I just say to people, look, just add the trainer to your black book, and you can't go wrong, really. Yeah, it's a smart way to do it. Hey, it was a perfect segue into Wentworth Park Saturday night. Peter Mossman, Vic Peters, two feature races. So with those two Group 1s on in Sydney on Saturday night, uh, can you give us the inside info as to who you like for the Peter Mossman and also the Vic Peters? Yeah, so for the Peter Mossman, I mean, you know, it's, it would be pretty hard to go against Jack Smith. Um, I don't know. I was told he didn't draw the boxes last week, but whoever did, I think he um he owes him a, a beer or two because yes. they certainly did him <laughs> did him a favour there. But yeah, look, if either of those two step, obviously they could you know muddle each other up and something else can get a run. I really like Zipping Rousey. Um, obviously, um, you know, another one for John and Minnie Finn. I think you know if she's possibly camped anywhere behind them, could get a nice run as well but yeah I'd, I'd be shocked if the one or two didn't win but yeah I like Zipping Rousey as a bit of a smoky. And Zipping Remus and the Vic Peters, $1.50 the price they're betting but as you said if he's if he's going to be a genuine Melbourne Cup dog moving forward in you know potentially five months he'll probably take care of that Vic Peters field. Oh, it's a crazy price for a Group One final. You know, usually you can, um, you know, you can pick sort of, you know, half a dozen chances in it. But um, yeah, like he's obviously got a step because Box One, you know, can be a bit tricky if you don't. Um, you can have the pressure put on you. But if he steps, he'll um, he'll be carving out time. I like, I really like Al's Entity. I nearly fell over when I watched his twenty nine stewards, uh, twenty nine five, sorry, stewards trial at Wentworth Park. I was like, holy smokes, look at this dog. But obviously, not ideally drawn out wide. But it was his first go in a field at Wenny last week so I'd expect some improvement from him as well and you know he could run a cheeky race too from out in um, out in the seven. Yeah I couldn't agree anymore he just felt his way around uh, Wenny in a field for the first time I think last week so he could be uh, a sharp improver as I let you go Dim uh, what does the future hold for you in Greyhound Racing you're kicking that many goals on the social media front what does the the future hold and, and how big how big can this Greyhound girl get? 
<laughs> well, if I win the lotto, I can obviously quit my other two jobs and do yes. it full time. But that's not happening anytime soon, I don't think. But um, no, look, I'm happy just poking along the way I am. I'm, I'm looking at a few exciting things. Um, you know, I'm going to revamp my website and I'm going to look at trying getting an app out there as well, um, you know, just to complement the website. So, yeah, that's a couple of exciting things I've sort of um, got in the pipeline. Thanks so much for your time. Uh, good luck with everything moving forward. No, thank you so much for having me. Alrighty, folks, that's all for this uh, podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, good luck and happy punning for the week ahead. What are you really gambling with? Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au for free support.